Welcome to Swala Nyeti, the law podcast that pairs a layman and a lawyer to answer your legal questions of the day. Swala Nyeti is sponsored by the law firm of Kigwata and Company Advocates and is intended for educational purposes only. Welcome to episode 20 of Swala Nyeti. This is the lawyer, aka Wakiti, Harry Karanja, and I am joined by Gashaw Patrick. Hey, Gashaw. Hey, hi, Wakili. How are you? Good. What What's that you're wearing? Are you going um, to climb a mountain or something? Yeah. You know, first today is Friday, uh-huh. and tomorrow I'm going for a hike. So why why are you wearing the clothes for the hike today then? It's just that um, I want to be ready <laughs> in advance. <laughs> it's so that tomorrow I just hit the ground running. <laughs> <laughs> you remind me of when we got new clothes for Christmas ah, when we were kids. Correct. So, you know, you, you sleep with everything, uh-huh. even the shoes. Yes. So that's what you're doing. Yes. All right. Okay. So where are you going to for the hike? We are going up a place. Known, we are going to look for the source of Gateway River, mm-hmm. which apparently becomes Mbagathi River. Okay. And Nairobi River. Oh, interesting. And the source is in Kibiku Forest. Mm-hmm. And that's what we are going to discover tomorrow. Let's see if we can get the source. It's a, like a spring. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, I wish you a great hike. Thank you very much. And next time, do invite me. Lazima. You're welcome. You're very welcome. Okay. But today, we are both here, and we are looking at yet another question. So what is the question we're discussing this morning? We are discussing a question in the area of divorce, mm-hmm. and this is it. Greetings from Nyali. My name is Lakshmi. Last October, when living in the U.S., I had a whirlwind romance with an Ethiopian who had asylum in the U.S. One crazy night, we drove down to Las Las Vegas and had an overnight wedding. We agreed that we would come back to Nyali, build a home here where I have a house. I left after a few months and he was supposed to follow me here. But now it's been over six months and he keeps giving excuses why he can't come. I got tired of it of his excuses and I am thinking I made a mistake and I want to divorce him. But I don't want to travel to the US. Can I do it here in Kenya? Uh, okay, guess I'll. So I from what I understand, we have Laksh you said Lakshmi? Yeah, Lakshmi. Lakshmi has Lakshmi was living in the US where she fell in love with an Ethiopian who had asylum there. They got married in an overnight wedding. And they agreed to come back and build a home in Kenya. But she's saying that she came home, but the husband did not follow her. And now she wants to, she's considering having a divorce and she wants to know whether she can do it in Kenya. Correct. And I must say, considering how like in Kenya, you can't just have an overnight Mm -hmm. wedding. You have to invite your distant relatives to your wedding. (laughs) And when I read this case and I see how, they got married one night. They had a relationship which I don't know how long it took. Mm. The question begs uh, mm. the seriousness about it. But in any case, can somebody get divorced where they didn't get married? Well, we do need to establish, as always, whether there exist grounds for divorce in Lakshmi's case. But you're absolutely right. The other issue that needs to be addressed here is whether our courts can actually determine a divorce petition for the dissolution of a foreign marriage yes. a marriage which was which took place in a Outside, different country yeah and when it comes to questions like this we we talk about the issue of jurisdiction mm-hmm. what does jurisdiction jurisdiction mean 
so jurisdiction essentially is the ability for courts to listen and determine a matter okay. whether they they have that authority to do so and this authority is usually granted either through our constitution or through uh, acts of parliament and if there's no jurisdiction then the courts would not even continue to entertain a matter okay so the question um the answer to whether the courts have jurisdiction is yes because the new marriage laws they recognize foreign marriages and if they recognize that foreign marriages are are valid mm-hmm. then it means that our courts can therefore determine on foreign marriages yes of yeah. course of course there is a critical element that must be determined even after the courts have established jurisdiction and when it comes to divorce especially you know divorce is a very personal Uh, it's it's a it's something which affects people personally yeah, yeah so the court will always consider where the parties were domiciled before it makes determinations on issues of divorce so what do you mean by domiciled so domiciled here i'm referring to where their residence is okay and the reason why domicile is important is because like you can see here there's a conflict of laws okay the us law on marriage and divorce is different is different from the Kenyan law of marriage and divorce. Yeah. So how how I mean, Wakili, how will we ever determine where a person was domiciled? Like if they came to our court and said, "Oh, I want a divorce mm-hmm. and I got married in the US, blah blah blah." How do you know? How do you determine where they were domiciled? Now, when it comes to our marriage laws, we don't have very clear definition of how to determine domicile but generally the law of domicile will look at either uh, your domicile of origin okay so where your parents were domiciled to determine what your domicile is or your domicile of choice where you have shown some intention to establish some sort of permanent residency like buying a house Exactly. So the fact that Lakshmi talks about having a house, I am assuming mm. that she owns a house and it's not a rented house, yes. could be a way in where could be one of the ways in which she can establish that she has domicile in Kenya. Let me take you back Wakili. When you say domicile by origin, where our parents domiciled? Yes, were domiciled. Does it mean where they lived or does it mean where they were born? it could mean it's it's not only where they lived and it's not only where they were born <laughs> <It's nice. laughs> it means where they had permanent residence okay. because they could have been born in australia then they came to kenya and they lived and they established yeah. permanent residence in kenya okay. so that's where they were domiciled okay so in this case once domicile has been established then the courts can consider then the courts will say fine kenyan courts now are able to determine a divorce petition so for lakshmi mm-hmm. and for a kenyan court to determine such a case yes how many part how many parties have to be have to have domicile in kenya so it's only one of the parties in a divorce petition that needs to be domiciled in kenya so if lakshmi can prove that she is domiciled in kenya that would be sufficient for the courts to to look at but i'll also take you a bit back mm-hmm. and 
when it comes to the issue of jurisdiction, like yes. we de- decided, and this is important for anyone who's had a foreign marriage and wants to have a divorce petition in Kenya, usually you'd find magistrates' courts have jurisdiction to listen to divorce petitions. But when it comes to foreign marriages, you found that most magistrate courts do not feel like they have jurisdiction. And there are several cases where they've said, we don't have jurisdiction, take this to... A a higher court. Exactly. And yet the higher courts say, no, magistrate courts have jurisdiction. (laughs) So take it back to the magistrate (laughs) court. So if you're going to file a divorce petition of a foreign marriage, it might be better to start at the high court so that... They push you down. Yes, they push you down rather than you try it the other way around. Okay, and... Depending on the name, okay, now I'm making uh, an assumption. Mm. What if it's not a Christian marriage? Let's say, what if it's a Hindu marriage? Lakshmi, maybe they got married through a Hindu marriage. How do you go about the divorce? Okay, so if if um, to look at the facts, like you, I can see that the name sounds like a name of Indian origin. And remember, I said in a previous episode that Hindu marriages are one of the marriages which can be registered in Kenya. Yes. In this case, however, you have to realize that whether or not it was a Hindu marriage, a Christian marriage, a civil marriage, or any other type of marriage, is not what will determine whether you can register it in Kenya. Mm. What will determine is, one, whether that marriage was conducted within the laws of that country, so if it was lawfully conducted in the U.S. according to their laws, and of course that those laws not be inconsistent with our laws, and secondly, whether the parties had capacity to marry. Most of the times, these marriages will be considered civil marriages, but if you are to look at the grounds for divorce and you want to look at the grounds of divorce for Hindu marriages, they're normally the same with a few exceptions, one being that if one party converts from the Hindu religion into another religion, that is also a ground for divorce. But in this case, it seems like, um, well, the facts are not very clear, but she says she married an Ethiopian. I have a question now. Yes. So for a Hindu marriage, yes, both parties have to be Hindu. Yes, they both have to profess the Hindu faith so that... Before they get married. Yes, so that if the divorce, if to raise... uh, change of religion can be a ground for divorce. That makes me wonder then, this person is an Ethiopian. Mm-hmm. What are the chances that they are of the Hindu religion? Uh, I mean, I question the same thing. So in my opinion, it's unlikely, but yeah. we don't really know. That okay. said, that mm-hmm. said, uh, the ground for divorce here, I don't think we're, we're looking at a change of religion. Yeah. It hasn't yeah. been brought up. Yeah. True. So, which brings us to the other thing. What possibly could we've let's assume we've established that there was domicile, we've established that there was a valid marriage, it, you know, it was lawfully conducted and they had they both had capacity. Then you would look at what are the possible grounds for divorce in Kenya. Mm. And like I mentioned to you, usually now if if we exclude the issue of conversion of religion, usually it's adultery, it's desertion, it's irretrievable breakdown. And it is cruelty. Mm. Okay, we we dealt with with a few so far in this case, but I haven't heard of desertion before. So desertion is whereby someone essentially walks out of the matrimonial home for a period of three years. 
Three years. Yes. Whew. So like it, he never came back <laughs> for three. Yeah, essentially. So does, does that happen? Uh, unfortunately, more often than more you often. can <laughs> than you can believe. Yes. Yeah, so unbelievable. But the thing is, in this case, do you think it could be desertion? I mean, the I don't know, but okay, I don't know the time limit. But she only says six months. It doesn't sound like it meets the threshold of desertion. So, which begs the question then: under which ground of divorce can she approach the court? And um, I think the sh- there are very slim pickings for yeah. her here because the separation is a very short period of time. Yeah. There hasn't been any mention of cruelty. Of course, that's for her to decide if she believes that what he has done amounts to cruelty. She could raise it in her petition. But that will ultimately be the court to determine whether it mm. does meet that threshold. Then it seems to me then that she has to go back to the US to get the divorce. <laughs> Why would you think that? Because there's no grounds to get a divorce in Kenya under her circumstances, it seems to me. What I could say is that based on the facts that we have, assuming that she is domiciled in Kenya, then she can approach the court with a divorce petition. Whether that divorce petition will actually be granted will be dependent on what grounds she can advance for the petition. So this is what I understand, Lakshmi. That if you can prove that you are domiciled in Kenya, you can approach the court and file for a divorce. But remember, the grounds for divorce still stand and you might still need to prove for you to have this divorce granted. And that is it from us in this episode of Swala Nyeti. So from us, thank you for this week. We have had a fantastic week. I hope you have had fun, Wakili. Well, uh, as much fun as uh, speaking about divorce, divorce can, can have. <laughs> yeah, as much fun as divorce can can bring into a room. So I hope you'll have a fantastic weekend. And we have, due to popular demand, people have been asking us to do recaps. We have been having additional questions. And on tomorrow, we'll have a recap on questions of landlords and tenants. And next week, we'll have questions and recap on questions of divorce, this, which we have done this week. So, Wakili... Get ready. The questions are hot and they are coming in fast. So kindly send us your questions on divorce. And we're looking forward to seeing you next week. We'll be tackling questions of employment and labor-related issues. And from us at Swalanyeti, goodbye. And before I bid you goodbye, I just want to thank all those members of the law firm, Kigwath and Company, who participated in preparation of the questions for this week and especially to Wangoi Waihura. Thank you for the work that you did working on these questions. Otherwise, have yourselves all a fantastic weekend. Goodbye. You have been listening to Swala Nyeti. Special thanks to our layman, Gashal Patrick, and our lawyer, Harry Karanja. If you have a legal question that you want answered, send us a WhatsApp message on 7 or email us at admin at swalanyeti.org. You can find downloads to all our podcast episodes on our website www.swalanyeti.org.